0: Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Ilya Muran is the bravest, cleverest, and strongest knight in all of Rus, but he doesn't use his talents for his own gain, except, of course, for gaining a fun story to tell his friends. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Knights collection along with other songs, activities, coloring sheets, and more. One day, Master William found Tom in the stables, looking up at Sir Brian's great black charger, Gringolet, in its stall. "'Nothing to do?' asked the armourer. "'I'm sure I could find you some harness to clean if you haven't.' The truth of the matter was that Tom was feeling homesick, but he didn't want to admit that. "'Isn't Gringolet marvelous?" he said. "'Do you think I will have a horse like him one day?' ''Perhaps you will,'' said Master William. ''A horse is the most important thing a knight possesses.'' ''More than his armor," said Tom. ''More than his armour or his sword,'' answered Master William. ''Only his honour is more important.'' He thought for a moment, then said, ''Would you like to hear a story about a knight who could lift a horse like this on his shoulders?'' Tom's eyes were as round as coins, as he tried to think of anyone being strong enough to lift the Great Charger. He nodded eagerly. This is a story about a famous knight from the land called Roosh, began Master William. And if you listen carefully, you'll learn that even heroes have a sense of humour. The Three Journeys of Ilya Murom A Story from Russia Long ago, in the land of Rus, the greatest hero was Ilya of Murom. None braver nor stronger ever sat at the golden table of Prince Vladimir at Kiev. It was said that Ilya could lift a horse above his head with one hand, and that with his great sword he had personally slain hundreds of the enemies of Rus. One day, as Ilya was riding along, He came to a place where three roads met, and there he saw a sign that read, He who takes the first road shall be killed. He who takes the second road will be married. He who takes the third road will be rich. Well, said Ilya, I already have riches, and I'm too old to be married, so I think I'll try my luck on the first road. And with that he set off down that road as fast as his mighty horse could carry him. Soon he saw a high hill before him, on which stood a white castle. Now this castle was the home of a band of robbers and thieves. There were not less than four hundred of them, and when they saw Ilya, they all rushed forth and tried to drag him down from his horse's back. "'Hey there, you rogues!' cried Ilya. "'What do you want with me? I'm not rich!' All I have is my trusty steed, who is beyond price, my saddle of Circassian leather, studded with jewels, my bow and arrows and my sword. Let me be. Kill him! roared the leader of the robbers. But Ilya shouted back, Listen, any of you who are married and have families think how they will feel when you are all dead. The robbers hesitated for a moment, but their leader spurred them on. As they advanced, Iliad drew his trusty bow and set an arrow to the string. He let go the shaft, and the arrow struck the ground and buried itself up to the feathers. The ground shook with the strength of the blow. All the robbers started back in fear, as they suddenly realised who they'd captured, for only one person in all of Rus was strong enough to do such a feat. As one man... The robbers fell to their knees do not kill us ilyar of murom they cried you may take our golden treasure and our herds of fine horses ilyar stroked his long beard if i take your treasure i shall have to build vaults to keep it in and if i take your horses i shall have to become a herdsman no i'm afraid i shall have to kill you then he drew his great long sword and began to lay about him, and wherever he slashed he cut a swathe as wide as a road. Soon all the robbers lay dead, and Ilya rode back to where the signpost stood at the meeting of the ways, and wrote on it, Ilya of Murom rode this way, and was not killed. Then he set off briskly down the second road. Soon he came to a place too large to be a village, and too small to be a town, "'and there he stopped before a white palace. "'At once a most beautiful lady came forth and smiled at him. "'Welcome, great knight,' she said. "'Will you not come in? "'There is food and wine and soft pillows for your tired head.' "'Thank you, my lady,' said Ilya. "'I don't mind if I do.' "'Then he went inside and sat down at a great oaken table,' and was fed with royal amounts of food and drink until he could eat no more, and began to yawn prodigiously. So the lady showed him to a fine room in which there was a splendid, comfortable-looking bed, and invited him to lie down and sleep. But Ilya guessed that something was not quite right about the lady, and without further ado, he picked her up and dropped her heavily onto the bed. With a scream she vanished from view, for the bed was but a hollow frame, beneath which lay a pit leading to the dungeons. Elia went down into the dark, dank depths below the castle, and himself opened the iron gates to the dungeons, and let out all the princes and knights and ladies who had fallen foul of the beautiful but evil lady. Then, with their thanks still ringing in his ears, he returned once more to the meeting of the ways and wrote on the wooden signpost, Ilya of Murom rode this way and was not married. Then he set off briskly down the third road. Far along the way he came to a huge rock, sitting in the middle of the road. It clearly weighed many tons, but Ilya dismounted and set his shoulder against the rock. Giving a mighty heave, he rolled it to one side, and there, in a pit, gold and jewels and silver and pearls, as mighty a hoard as you ever saw. Elia looked at it for a while and stroked his long beard. Then he gathered up as much of the treasure as he could and carried it to the nearest town, where he gave it all to be distributed among the poor. With the cries and cheers of the people ringing in his ears, he rode back to the signpost of the meeting of the ways and wrote on it, Ilya of Murom rode this way and was not made rich. Then with a laugh, he turned and rode back to the city of Kiev and the rest of the Knights of the Golden Table. And you may be sure, they were greatly entertained by his story, as I hope you were. As Master William finished the story, Tom was laughing. He showed them, didn't he? "'He certainly did,' said Master William. "'But then he was a real hero. "'Now, weren't you supposed to be polishing Sir Brian's sword this afternoon?' "'Oh,' said Tom with a guilty look, "'I'd forgotten.' "'Well, off you go and get it done,' said Master William, "'his stern look belied by the twinkle in his eyes. "'You'll find plenty of clean sand in the armory." "'He watched as Tom hurried away, all thought of homesickness forgotten.' And he smiled to himself as he set about his own duties. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.